0: hello and welcome to the michael Mama show i'm your host michael mamas and we're coming to you from mount soma home of the shri Sameshra temple in the mountains of western north carolina where we got a real cold spell going on you know scotty in these mountains the people say the people who have been here a long time say that uh when the bees are building their winter nests uh, underground and when the uh, caterpillars are all big and furry and like that, you know, it's going to be a cold winter. Oh. And and uh, they have a lot of things like that. I, I keep telling them they ought to write a book. Yeah. They have all kinds of, you know, folk wisdom and stuff, you know. But... Uh, oh, and the stories. Some of the stories they tell about the old timers. And there was a, one lady that... I met her years ago. She was, when I was building, you know, she was working in the store selling the plumbing fixtures. And she was saying that, let's see, her grandparents or great-grandparents or somebody, grandmother, -grandmother, great-grandmother, moved here from uh, the East Coast because um, they were thinking she was a witch. And you know, oh. back then they burn them at the stake or whatever. So she moved these mountains. And then she talked about how her uh, grandfather, I mean, you could live off the of stuff that just grows naturally on these mountains, I think. Uh, and uh, even where I live, you know, he would hike up to those very mountains and dig ginseng. And, Oh, they have different things that just grow naturally, and they use that for salad, and they cook that one. And it's, it's all very interesting. A, a book of all that would be great. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like any of them want to, want to take the time to write it, you know. <laughs> but, um, uh, boy, Scotty, a lot's going on in the world this past week. Yeah. Uh, like what?
1: Well, just that whole crypto thing, you know, Yeah. and all its ties. And it it know,
0: t- to me, the crypto thing, the woke thing, the, uh, uh, just the completely ludicrous notions of how finance works. Like I remember when Yellen and I think Biden said it too, I don't know, but I remember Yellen saying that, uh, Inflation was uh, Just a transitory thing Yeah When in history has inflation ever been transitory That's like you know It's spilled milk you know once it's out of The tube you can't put the toothpaste Back in the tube you know Right. Uh, It only goes one direction You know Uh, And of course the border And what's the guy's name Uh, I can't remember his name starts with an M The guy who was in charge of the border He testified before congress Yeah insisting the border is secure
1: and there's no problem. Yeah.
0: And there's no problem. I mean, things are just crazy all all over the place. And in finance, that whole, that whole way, that whole thing got structured. Oh, and then, you know what else? Um, and this will all relate to the podcast, interestingly enough, but, uh You know, I'm physics undergrad, major physics and math. And I talked about how the Big Bang uh, with the uh, James Webb telescope, there are galaxies out there older than the Big Bang could possibly allow for. And, you know, some people have asked, well, why can't you just tweak the equation a little bit? Well, the problem is they're already trying to divide by zero, which you can't do anyway. Uh, and that's how they came up with these formulas that are wrong. Uh, uh, And it's obviously wrong, because how can you have galaxies older than the universe, you know? And so then there's also this thing about Bell's theorem. You you know about that? The whole thing with uh, uh, simultaneity of... uh, Do do you know about that, Scotty? It's like... um, Uh And I guess... um, the, the idea is that they take a photon and they shine it in a crystal and it splits into two photons. And the idea is that those two photons are connected. Oh. So if you affect one of the photons, it, it affects the other one, even if they're light years apart, it affects right. them instantly. Right. And so they're trying to uh, IBM, I guess, has put like a billion dollars into trying to build a computer that computes instantly, you know? Isn't that quantum entanglement too? Or something? Quantum entanglement. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, the thing, it's unbelievable. I mean, I was been studying it some and uh, talking to physicists that are a lot more into it than I am. And uh, it just, well, first of all, well, it gets a little complicated, but what the idea is that when you create two photons like that, they're polarized, you know, they're, they're, um, how to say, it? let's just say their axes are perpendicular to one another. And so if you have something and so it's like polarized light, you know, and so if you shoot a polarized light at a, a polar filter, like, you know, the polar sunglasses, right. Then, uh, it either goes through if it's, Constructed this way, but if it's the other, it doesn't go through. And uh, uh, they did—they tested it, and it doesn't—it doesn't work because it goes through either way. And so they just start contorting themselves to try to make the thing work. So now they're saying, now they're saying, well, yeah, they're polarized at right angles, but they alternate like instantly. And that way, if you shine shine it one way, as it fluctuates, it'll." part of it will make it through the the polar the polar filter anyway they they just struggle to to make things work there's a book there's a great book uh that's out uh it's called uh, i wanted to mention it so i wrote it down here um lost in math and i've talked about that before haven't we scotty where these formulas are so complicated that by tweaking the parameters, you can make the universe look like anything you want. You can make it look like an elephant or a uh, beanbag or a salt shaker, you know? Right. And so they just, they, they're so lost in the math that they've kind of lost touch with, with reality. But the thing is, the whole behavior of light, uh, that can all be explained with basic Maxwell's equations, which is like classical physics. Anyway, and I guess, you know, there's the Copenhagen versus the statistical ensemble interpretations of Schrodinger's equation. Do you know Schrodinger's equation? Yeah. Yeah, basically, just to put it in, you know, simple terms, because there's a probability cloud and a, a cat is both alive and dead at the same time. And, uh, and, and so they kind of play with that, and that's called like the Copenhagen interpretation of Schrodinger's equation. But really, a more common sense, like sensical uh, interpretation of Schrodinger's equations is that it's a statistical ensemble. In other words, uh, the cat's either going to be alive or dead, but it's not going to be both. And so if you did that with 100 cats, 50 of them come out alive and 50 of them come out dead. It's just statistics, you know, Uh, which makes a lot more sense. But, you know, the truth of the matter really is that the physicists got – and it's not really even the physicists – well, some of them in in the Bell's theorem things is physicists, but in this astronomical thing with the Big Bang and all that, that was more the uh, astronomers Uh, anyway – what happens then is it becomes political, and they and the guys don't want to say it because otherwise they'll end up losing their job. These professors, and also, like uh, for example, with the uh, the whole thing, it's so convoluted. Uh, it's all just so crazy, Scotty. Um, climate change. The only scientists that the uh, government is willing to fund the only university guys that get grants are the ones that are willing to do research that proves climate change is correct. Uh, But there's a ton of uh, professors out there that uh, say it's just not right. uh, And they don't get funding, you know, so they just keep their mouth shut. I was, did I, I don't know if I said this on a podcast before or not, but I was talking to an MD who was talking about uh uh the vaccines uh for for uh, COVID, and he was saying that it makes you know, all the studies are out there about how it's harming people and it doesn't work and it doesn't prevent transmission of the virus, blah, 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 blah. And uh, the whole thing about uh uh the megatomine hydroxychloroquine, where they worked, and uh, it's all for the money that they, you know, are suppressing it anyway. He was telling me the MDs talk quietly among themselves about that, but they don't want to come out and say it because you know why, Scotty, they won't say it because they lose their license, yeah. And uh, I don't know, talking to him, I, I'm In a way, I'm ashamed to admit this. In another way, I mean, it just, you got to do it. I mean, if he speaks up, if I was to encourage him to speak up and he spoke up, he'd lose his license to practice medicine. Uh, That doesn't make much sense. Yeah. But it's just everything, you know. Um, uh, You know, there's 7 million able-bodied men in America today uh, that are not even in the workforce. And, and it's hard to find help. I don't. If you're in a business where you're trying to hire people, it's just unbelievable how hard it is to get people to work, you know. And of those 700 million men, it, it has been, which is unprecedented in peacetime, you know, for there to be that many people that aren't in the workforce. Uh, but it's estimated that they spend about 2,000 hours a year 40 hours a week, roughly, uh, uh, on screens, Be, me, meaning television, computer screen, uh, telephone, smartphones, but they're not working. And all this is crazy, you know? Oh, and then now... Huh. I think we... We need to talk, uh, Scotty. I've never really been one, have I, to tiptoe away from delicate topics, you know? No. And uh, so the the whole um, transsexual thing. um, I remember this was way back in the 80s, I guess. When the whole multinational thing was big, but they were realizing how it did not work. And the multinational corporations, their idea was, you know, to go to the Philippines and kind of indoctrinate the people into, you know, the Western way of doing business. And going to India, and there were really interesting studies about going into the village and try to, you know, in quotes, modernize the way the village is operated. And uh, it didn't work. And uh, so they realized that, that, you know, cultures are different. And, uh, uh, some of the ways that these cultures function are so foreign to the way we think in the West, but nevertheless, it's a system that can work. Uh, and I'm not saying they're flawless and it's, you know, utopia over there, but nevertheless, there is a system just like there is a system here that works here. Of course we screw it up. There is a system there that works. Uh, of course they screw it up because it's a crazy world, uh, But the point is that just everything is being approached in a kind of a crazy way. And with respect to these multinationals, basically, they were trying to make the world homogenous, you know, make everything the same. And and it kind of seems that way, um, even in in the arena of gender uh, uh, and the whole transsexual thing. Just like different cultures are different. And we can get along and we should get along by honoring the cultural integrity, the integrity of each culture, but it doesn't mean uh, kind of making it homogenous where the whole thing kind of gets blended together and stuff. There's always going to be, and there should be, uh, a distinction between different cultures. It goes right down to the foods they like, um, uh, the accents they speak with, the behavioral system, everything. And, and, and it's, it's, it's the same thing with, um, you know, if, if somebody is transsexual, that's, that's their business, you know? And, uh, 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 and even with respect to gender, you know, the whole thing about um, children, you know, electing to have surgeries to change their gender, and they don't even need parental uh, approval. And then there was something, Scotty, did you see this, where if, if the parents interfere, they can be found guilty of, of some kind of crime, child abuse. Anyway, the whole thing is just, I mean, come on. It just, it's all too crazy. Now, here's the thing, too. Uh You know, they, they say when a, when a person is fully self-realized, fully enlightened, fully in balance within the, their own being, uh, enlightened, if you will, um, it's said that they're equally male and female. Uh, and so now we have, you know, men and we have women. And uh, some men are more feminine in their behavior and just how they function than some women. And some women are more masculine than some men. And so instead of, you know, neutering our children or what have you, or putting them on uh, uh, medications and stuff, hormone blockers and all that. I think what we really need to do is expand the definition of what it means to be a man. Be cognizant of, you know uh, the bell curve of possibilities, uh, and the same with women. Does that make sense, Scotty?
1: Yeah. Did, did, did we talk about that that rat study that I came across? You know, I think we did. Say
0: it again. It was good. Yeah,
1: where they put the rats and they gave them—I think it was rats or it was mice—and they gave them all the space they needed. They had just the right amount of mice in there. They had all the food that they could ever want and the it's thrived for a while but then after a while the mice stopped uh being interested in each other it it, and like like they started to just not care about procreating anymore or anything else like that it's almost like they 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 went neutral in terms of male and female. Hmm. And so the whole thing collapsed. Yeah. After- you know,
0: yeah. Uh, that's actually quite interesting because there's a cycle to cultures and that is that they blossom and they become great, you know, and kind of like with these mice, they had all the food, everything was great. And then they, they kind of go into a, a decay, and uh, I remember uh, some years ago. How long ago was that? Back in the '80s or '90s, I can't remember. But J- Japan was just booming, you know. And made in Japan back in the, you know, after the war was kind of like a joke. Oh, it's made in Japan, and then but then it became like Sony. You know, made in Japan meant good quality. And then and so J- Japan was bringing in all kinds of money. It was a very wealthy nation. And then I remember noticing that then the, the kids um, kind of flipped out, you know, they, they were spiking their hair and spray painting it purple and orange and, you know, then a drug culture. And that's, there's a tendency there, isn't, isn't there. Um, it's, it's a cycle, you know? Uh, and, and I think we're in the midst of that. I mean, the United States was so abundant and prospering and granted there are of course problems, no question about that. But uh, uh, nevertheless, now it's going to a cycle where there's everything hates everything else and it's all a big, huge conflict. Uh, uh, And it's just kind of a degradation going on. Uh, But what I want to do in this podcast is uh, do something that isn't done enough. And, And it's not even mentioned on the news or in politics or anything, but we got to take a step back from getting caught up in the, oh, they're good and they're bad and this is right and that's wrong. And take a step back and look at the greater dynamic, what's really going on there. And, and so there's a cycle. Uh, and I talked in the previous podcast. It's a good podcast. If you haven't heard it, you may want to go back and listen about uh, Agni and Soma. Fire and water, yin and yang, you know, it's uh, yin being uh, water and yang being fire. Uh, uh, and the thing is that you can correlate that to uh, an automobile engine. An automobile engine has to run smoothly. And, you know, the, uh, and so it's got to, you know, change the oil, keep it lubricated, Right. Well, Soma is known, it's like the cosmic lubricant Uh, in the ninth mandala of Rig Veda, you know, uh, flows Soma in a most sweet and exhilarating stream for Indra to drink. You know, it's the nectar of the gods. And they say that when a person's physiology gets very, very refined, it just, the stomach and all just starts naturally producing Soma, which refines the whole physiology. And, and, uh, um. but what happens is in an automobile engine, particularly if it's been run, 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 it starts to overheat. So even though it's, Agni is the thing that propels the engine to work, right? Fire, gasoline. What was that? Anyway, anyway, are you there, Scott? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, gasoline engine and all that. What what happens is that the engine starts to overheat. And so you could look at the, at, at the whole cycle of... Um, existence in the same way you have kali yuga which is the age we're in now which lasts you know thousands and thousands of years you have kali yuga and that's like the age when the engine is overheating and then that transitions again things cycle into satya yuga which is when the soma is flowing everything's flowing the engine is humming and purring and like that and then it goes through a cycle of the four different yugas around and around we go and so right now we're in Kali and we're, in a, we're really in a intense uh, uh, period of it because I've talked about transition and when something transitions like from ice or water to ice, it gets more and more orderly, more and more coherent. But then right before it becomes crystal and very coherent structure, there's that period of turbulence. We're in that turbulence right now. The engine is boiling over. It's overheated. You see? So what has to happen then is that, Agni and Soma, uh, uh, just like with an automobile engine, they need to be kept uh, perpetually in balance. And that is the, I say, understanding. We're not overstanding. We're not trying to impose our viewpoint. We're trying to understand, you see? And that is the understanding that the ancient seers said was key to everything. And uh, uh, it's only after we have that understanding that we can proceed to address the issue properly because otherwise that, you know, classic analogy, if the whole tree isn't doing well, you don't heal it by trying to paint every leaf green, you know, you got to water the root. What is the water? Soma. You got to nurture the whole thing, Uh, uh, make it healthy like that. And, and, uh, uh, What we're doing in the world today, trying to pass this law, trying to pass that law. Democrats are fighting with Republicans, socialists, communists, everybody. All confrontation on all levels. Uh, The whole debate about, you know, transsexual, male, female. uh, uh, It just doesn't work. It's painting the leaves green, you know.
1: Well, um, I was watching a a podcast earlier the week, too, talking about just the The politics of everything and he's like the last time the government was really working well he thought was back when reagan came in and he said if you watch the debates from back then they actually you know kind of listened to each other and gave each other the space and to you know say even though they might have not agreed with them or whatever but it was like You know, they at least sat there and tried to listen to what the other guy had to say. I guess at the bottom for
0: sure. There's a certain degree of lack of civility going on now that wasn't there uh, uh, back then. But then, of course, Joan Baez—what did she call him? Ronald Reagan's, you know? Yeah. Uh, So, so what? But, but no, there's truth to that, and that's actually the point: is that right now we're in that turbulent transition period, you know. And but it's going to shift. It's going to happen. Uh, and I'm thinking about making, getting little buttons and passing them out and, and, and have it say uh, uh, Soma strong or be Soma strong, because what, what is the word strong in, in, in our, our, culture, you know, Agni reigns, it's all fire, too much fire. And so what do people think strong is fiery, right? Scotty, you know, aggressive uh, uh, macho, if you will. And, uh, so then we get into these things, you know, about if it's overdone, I guess the you, you could say a symbol of that would be what women burning their bras and wearing army boots and just being tough, you know, or, uh, you know, men are just what overly aggressive, overly macho, invasive, controlling, domineering, condescending, you know, like that, uh, uh so the whole idea then because because fire because agni is raining right now the idea of being strong or being powerful or manifesting or being successful in business or what have you is really pretty much more about agni whereas really you know that was the beauty of the uh the mona lisa you know the mona lisa smile people always kind of you know what was she thinking and stuff Well, it's almost like if you think about it, she was so much strong. She had a wisdom. She had a knowing. She didn't need to speak out. You know, what was it from that Dylan song to Ramona? I think it was called my love. She speaks like silence without ideals or violence, you know. Um, And so there's a power there. uh, uh, That's real strength, inner strength. Uh, just like in the yin and yang with um, uh, in Chinese medicine, yin is the integrity, of the tissues. It's the health of the physiology on a deep level. Uh, these days, I think the nearest thing that's commonly referred to, perhaps I don't know how common, but just being grounded, as opposed to just being fiery and lashing out, you know. And so that's what we need to do. Is and that's that's what has to happen. Is the balance between agni and somia. Soma has to get better. People need to become Soma strong, Soma strong. But, and, M-
1: Michael, isn't there a, lo- a lot of the, um, what's going on, too, with with males trying to be too female? You, you need two poles to spin around, right?
0: It's a, it's a very good point. Right. See, these things, yes, and these things cannot be contrived on the surface. Yeah. Because then you get into things like that. Yeah. Uh, uh it's a physiological thing the having so much anatomy balanced in the individual or in society or in the world or on the planet you know the planet has a physiology you know and and those things can't be uh, imposed upon which is really what we're talking about isn't it these guys say no oh, let's do it this way oh no let's do it this way oh this is good oh that's bad you know uh whereas there's an inner intelligence the physiology and what needs to happen is that needs to be fed. And then we'll see uh, what it means to be a real man, what it means to be a real woman, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, and, and then people, if they rest in their own being, they're still, it's it's all the flowers in the garden are never all going to be roses. It's never going to be homogenous like that, but they can all be beautiful. You know, there can be daisies and I don't know, you know, all the different flowers. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's just that's
1: part of the maleness, you know? <laughs> of, uh, yeah, all those different flowers, you know? Oh, yeah. Maleness <laughs> no, I just be like, well, there's this and that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's but, part of it, you know? <laughs> it's like you got to have those pulls, you know, to spin around.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. um, and some, because even, even if a person is fully enlightened, they're still going to have their personality. Yeah, in one sense, they'll be equally male and female, meaning what? The Agni and some will be balanced in their physiology. But they'll still have their personalities. Some men will just naturally be more effeminate. Some will be more uh, masculine, whatever. Uh, but nevertheless, we can't, fe- we can't impose that upon ourselves and say, this is the way we're supposed to be because we end up with nonsense and that's what's going on in the world today. That's why you know astronomers are looking out there and seeing uh, uh, galaxies older than the universe is supposed to be. And what do they do? They ignore it because they can't deal with it. And they have their little notion and they try to impose it. We're never gonna get anywhere by trying to impose notions. We, we, we come from that place of no thingness. Real all-knowing is like oh what's saying um Socrates, the only true knowing is knowing that you know nothing. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. And that's the thing that has to be cultured and developed. And and that's why, you know, and it that's why we built Mount Soma. That's the whole idea of an enlightened city, which came from karma. It was how to what? How to purify the global consciousness. It's and and we compare it to like a fish tank a uh, uh, fishbowl that needs cleaning. But not only is the fishbowl not clean, it's also overheated water. And so the poor fish, you know, some of them are surviving okay, but none of them are happy with that. And that makes them crazy. And they start fighting each other and dying off. And it's just unnecessary. And this fish has this perspective, that fish has that perspective, and they go at each other when all we need to do is cool the whole thing down and purify the water and the whole thing will be fine. And that's, you know, and the amazing thing is the ancient seers gave us the technology. They gave it to us. We have it. We know how to do it. We know how to build a washing machine for the global consciousness. Uh, uh, We have the plans, the designs are there, you know, Um, and we just, all we need to do is build it. The other thing is meditation. You know what, the problem with meditation is people don't do it. You know, they learn how to meditate. Oh, this is great and everything. But how often do people actually meditate? If everybody would meditate, they'd all integrate and balance the Soma and Agni in their awareness, purify the physiology, all the stresses and strains would naturally be released. You know, and you got a clean fishbowl of individual awareness. But they, and that's great. And I wish everybody would do it, but they don't, you know.
1: Michael, uh, yeah, I, I was talking with the kids, uh, you know, I've been going into Jaden's school mm. and, the, you know, they're 16, 17 years old. And I started talking about some of the, you know, principles about, you know, there's the infinite number of realities. And then what we really need to start figuring out is your likes and your dislikes and how you guys really see the world. That's the first thing that I want you guys to, to mm-hmm. really start to, to try to do.
0: To even just explore. To explore,
1: right. Yeah, yeah okay. right. It's, it's, it's see these things. But it was it was funny because when we got to the end and we started talking about it, and so many of them were so sure of the way that they saw the world. But by the end of the class, they're like, well, I'm not so sure anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they already started to see the concepts of, you know, there's an infinite number of patterns out there. They're all there. People can grab onto them. But the secret is to be able to move through all of these things and pick up and put down realities based on, you know, your, your discernment and knowing what's right, what's wrong. How does it feel inside?
0: The- <coughs> what's right for the moment.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know if that was right, but I was like.
0: It's, it's, see, the thing is that it's almost like there's a global mentality. It's yeah. determined by yeah. the temperature of the water in the fishbowl, <coughs> how dirty the water is. And it creates a mentality Morning. and it permeates everything, permeates all fields of life, permeates how our children think, permeates how our children are taught to think. It limits the awareness. And so if we purify all that out, what happens is the chains of an indoctrinated mentality, a physiological state, that we just can't move through, and we can't uh, embrace other mentalities with whole other paradigms of understanding. So you see, once we, once we do that, and that's why we're focusing on that, Mount so is about purifying the, the uh, environment, the global consciousness, because once we do that, then the minds are free, then the hearts are free, then the awareness is free, not to just do whatever the heck it wants, but to come from its own inner wisdom that transcendental basis, that one thing that we all are, you know, I I saw a quote. um, I love these Bible quotes that you see uh, outside the churches. They post, post them, you know, trust that God is with you. And I thought, you know, on, on the one hand, that's like, see, it's all, what level are you picking that up on? Am I supposed to think there's some guy up there sitting on a cloud and he's with me? It's, it's, but, but then again, if we, if we understand that it's just the way nature works, it's nature. Um, um, nature underlies all things and, and all people. So we rest into our own true nature, not the nature that's dictated by our programming and our conditioning, but our true nature. And, and, and in that sense, God is always with us. You know, but the, the understanding of God is is just that the source of nature, the nature of nature. You know, um, what is it? There's this other thing that they like to say about um, uh, the law, and and it's God's law, but you know what's needed is an understanding, like, you know, right? Basically even the title of this podcast, there's an understanding of how existence works, how life works. And in that context, a lot of these Bible quotes that may seem like nonsense, which is why people are rejecting it. Some guy in a cloud, no way. But, uh, uh, but once you understand what those um, quotes were pointing in the direction of the deeper meaning of those quotes, then it's no longer just kind of nonsensical, but it's, like, profound and insightful. But the deeper meaning, I think for a lot of people, that deeper meaning has been lost, which is why they uh, have been turned off to religion, you know? We live, you know, I I just, I didn't even know about this. I guess I'm a little sheltered or something, but you know what Adderall is, Scotty Adderall? yeah yeah yeah. Adderall is basically speed. it's It's a stimulant. It's speed. and uh, uh, they they're prescribing tons of it to help kids study to treat detention deficits, stuff like that. but they're they're hooking all these kids on speed. So now we got we add another one. you know, we got fentanyl, marijuana, all this cocaine and tons of all that stuff. and now we got tons of Adderall too. We're a drug-addicted culture. Why? Why? Alcohol, why? Because the balance of soma and agni is off in the individuals, and so they're trying to compensate. We're all jazzed up from all the agni in the world during the day, so what the people do, they come at night and they smoke marijuana or um, drink alcohol or whatever just to try to calm down, to cool things off, you see? Too much Agni? They're trying to cool it. and then But then what happens is that parts of the awareness are just kind of dull, and so what do they do? Because see, yin creates yang. Too much fire creates a, a yin imbalance, you see? And so what they try to do now, okay, let's take some Adderall, and now we can be accomplished in the classroom. And it's just this vicious cycle of trying to create balance between Agni and Soma, and the more you try to tweak it, the more you screw it up, you know, we live in a drug culture. And that's, that's why we live in the drug culture because there's too much agony. And then the whole thing just starts this vicious cycle. Um, I heard a nice quote. I'm not a big, huge Tony Robbins fan. I don't know why. But nevertheless, I heard a nice quote of his. He said that something in the fact that most people overestimate what they can do in a year, and underestimate what they can do in ten years. I can even say I'm guilty of that. You know, I want I want to build this enlightened city. I want to do it now, but it's going to take time. You know, uh, and so I, th- I think it's a nice um, it's a nice quote to rem- to remember. I think it would help a lot of us. You know. In our in our lives in that. So be so much strong. it's something that's cultivated on an individual level you know to lead a healthy balanced life, meditate, uh, get that balance between Agni and soma. It's a physiological thing uh, and in the world we'll get it done. We're coming into an enlightened age it's just a question of how smoothly it happens. Yeah. It can happen through Armageddon. There could be a seamless transition. And uh, we're doing our best here at Mount Selma to build that technology that's offered by the ancient seers to help make that transition smooth. There's no need for all the suffering, there's no need for all the wars. All that is just because there's too much Agni. We cool the thing down, it'll be fine. But if we try to function in a dirty fishbowl by making laws and fighting each other, it's never gonna work. All right, anything else, Scotty?
1: There's a ton, but <laughs> I'm sure we're
0: yeah, that's you're right. Um, all right. So we'll I guess we'll end it right there. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will talk with you again next week on Ancient Secrets Revealed.